0: it's six o'clock that's right it's time for the happy hour the happiest hour of two hours of comedy that isn't even an open mic but it is an open mic but it's also a contest and we all know there's no ducks at mutiny radio uh, I'm your host tonight Pam Benjamin how you doing yeah my one judge is here and that's enough um, I also have a board upcoming. coming uh, Ben's gonna be coming and he's also gonna be a judge I try not to judge you, comedians, because I was raised super Christian, I'm super judgy. Hi, are you guys real people or are you comics? Oh my God, you're real people? Okay, so you're judges. Who told you to come? Oh, fa- who? our friends. Oh, you have friends? You have friends that are comics? Here, this is your piece of paper. And here's, so what you're gonna do, judges, is you're gonna pick your f- your and I you can't I'm not one of them I'm just the host. Um, you can you can think I'm amazing and I'll tell you jokes, but you can't vote for me because I'm on every show anyway. Because <laughs> I book them. But it is um, you're just gonna you can write down people's names or you can write down you can circle the number of the people that you like wh- whatever way that you're gonna demarcate at the end of today your favorite people. We have four judges. This is perfect. Uh, I will I will warm I will warm you up. You look like look like guys that kind of work out. Things have been crazy lately. Guys have been working out. They've been saying, oh, I'm working out so hard and I'm microdosing food and I'm intermittent fasting. And I'm like, you're going to mansplain anorexia to me? <laughs> like intermittent fasting? You're kidding me, right? It's called anorexia guys. Oh, but I'm only, I only eat six hours out of the day and I make sure that it's 1200 calories and it's 60 calories before eight. o'clock. Uh-huh. It's an eating disorder. (laughs) It's good. I used to be bulimic, but the problem is I'm on food stamps. Bulimia, great for the economy, makes you four times the consumer. You just don't get to keep the calories. So great for the economy, terrible for yourself, uh, and expensive. It's a rich girl disease. Do you know what I mean? That's like, oh, nothing's wrong with my life. I should just be bulimic so people will look at me more. Oh, why are we so vain, women? Why? I learned this the other day, though. People that are like, oh, I'm fat. Oh, my forehead's big. I've got this big zit. They're vain too. Being vain is just being worried about the way that you look all the time. So if you're constantly obsessing about being fat, you're fucking vain. No? Am I displaying too much truth? Do you feel warm? Do you feel warm? Uh, I feel warm all the time because I'm going through menopause. It's a room full of men. It's called menopause. I know you don't want to hear about it. <laughs> They're like, if someone pause on this woman. She is not, should not speak anymore. Now, if men went through menopause, oh, the amazing technology that would abound. I'm sweating so much at night. I went to my doctor and I was like, what do I do about this? Her professional advice, sleep on a towel. If men went through menopause, oh. There'd be refrigeration stations on every corner so you could just rotisserie during the day for no reason. You'd have pillows that would sense your mood and your and sheets that chilled you at night with no noise. Men. Men. Sleep on a towel. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm hot all the time. That's just because I'm sweating. I'm on fire. Okay, cool. You, I have abortions older than you. You're like 12. <laughs> no, actually, I've my first abortion... My first abortion was in 1995, which was 26 years ago, and I only have one regret about that first abortion, and um, that's that I didn't have the kid, because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. (laughs) All of his friends! I have regrets! Okay? 26-year-olds are hot. He's watching soccer right there in the corner. I love watching soccer. Finally, I get to watch hot 23-year-old men make goals. They're literally making goals. That's what I do for a living. I know, 23-year-old men here don't make goals ever. They still live in in their mom's house. (laughs) It's It's fine, I'm not shaming you. I'm gonna stop shaming the audience. All right, we're gonna get started with this amazing contest. And uh, so, I'll just tell you who's on deck to keep it going. But on deck is gonna be Dan Lewis. But right now, he's coming back to us from a great sabbatical of many, many years. Put your hands together, everyone, for Tim Taylor!
1: Up. There we go. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Give it up. Keep it going. We are back. Feels good. Wait, I gotta know what nationality you guys are. Like Curiosity. Oh, gosh, you guys just like you guys got the whole Asian area covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's cool. I won't remember it, but it's interesting information for me. I tell. I appreciate. It. Are you guys basketball fans? Okay, got it, got it. Cool. So that will, that'll come in later. So listen, I'm Tim Taylor. I'm like really happy to be here. It's great to see everybody. <laughs> We're just having some fun here tonight. And you know, the thing is, is she was mentioning earlier that uh, you know with the pandemic going, I'm single. I'm a single. guy. Are you guys single? All right. So got two single guys and one person who's not single. That's good. And uh, one woman going through menopause. So we've got a whole thing going on here. And so uh, you know, I'm trying to keep myself in shape. I I'm a jogger. I jog. The other day I was jogging. And there was this couple that was coming behind me and they had a dog. I could hear the dog because I could hear the chain jangling and it's making it past me. I'm figuring it's a greyhound or a retriever and it goes past me. It's a fucking corgi. A corgi path. You guys know what a corgi is? It's like a footstool with paws. You know what I'm saying? It's like making it past me and it, it's it's like so humiliating. Do you know there's actually a world leader who has who loves corgis and you know who it is? Does anybody know the world leader? Close, Kim Jong-un, is the Queen of England, actually. The Queen, close, the Queen of England and Kim Jong-un. That's, that's, a, that's the new Rizzoli and Isles. Um, no, so, no, so the Queen of England has corgis primarily because she likes to jog with them because she can keep up with them and I cannot. Thank you, thank you. I can't keep up with the corgis. By the way, corgi in, in Welsh means dwarf dog. I got passed by dwarf dog. Dwarf dog. Did I say I'm single? Did I mention that already? Yeah, I'm definitely single. There's no question about it. I'm single. And, you know, part of the thing about me being single is, you know, I had to learn about sex. Sex, you know. Actually, sex was a game for me for a lot of years, you know. Unfortunately, that game was tic-tac-toe. Because sex with me was brief, predictable, and in the end, nobody won. <laughs> with lots of ties. Hi. Hey! <laughs> But you know what? I've grown. I've grown because uh, for most of my life, actually, I thought clitoris was an island in Greece. <laughs> Thank you. But I know. I know. It kills. It kills with the menopause crew. Oh, man. Get away with women on menopause. It's like I was with women, and I had no idea what's going on. Her clit would just be like, hello. Pay attention to me. What's going on? I, I dated with a woman with a giant. He had a huge clit. It was. Uh, she was like 25 feet tall. She was an avatar woman. It was. Uh, it was a good relationship. But uh, you know, um, the thing is, is that uh, it's still true though. Women are knocking on the door to get to me. They're just. Uh, is that one minute? Is that what that got it? Knocking on the door to get to me primarily because I use all gender restrooms. Thank you. A mutiny one. Yes. Yes. Here's the deal. I'm in therapy. I think every I have a daughter. Every child deserves a parent who's in therapy and treats them well, right? Treats them well because all kids deserve respect and love, except for those fucking kids in the 1877 cars for kids commercial. Have You ever seen that commercial? I don't know what hostage production video company created that, but those kids look like every stage parent is behind the camera saying, "If you fuck this up, you are going to be parentless." And you know what? The beginning and end of this show is about being kind and entertaining my Asian friends, Japan, China, Vietnam, the whole thing. I'm from Indiana. We are together. We're one love here at Mutiny Radio. Thank you very much.
0: Hey, hey.
1: Tim Taylor,
0: everyone. Yes. My clit is so big, I can use a cheerio as a cock ring. Your next comedian is super funny guy. I just did a show with him last night, and he did like 10 minutes of clean eight minutes of clean It was just so it was it was an amazing show and I was I was happy to be on it with him He's very funny put your hands together everybody for Dan Lewis
2: Hey, hey
3: All right. All right guys newly single so I had to check back in on the porn situation recently And I got to tell you guys, it's nice to see step-families getting along for once. They're really pushing that narrative. I don't know if it's realistic. If my stepmom tried to talk to me like that, come on my tits, I'd be like, no way, you're not my real mom. Yeah, so single-yegging to the online dating. You're not going to hear me complain about online dating. A lot of people do. Oh, it's the worst, you know. I think these people are just too young to remember that it wasn't exactly a cakewalk before the internet either, you know, just walking up to somebody cold, just try to find something to say. Yeah, you don't like Tinder? Try having somebody swipe left on you in person. It's not that great. Out of my field of vision, loser. I got that a lot. I don't know, man. It's kind of embarrassing though. I'm a little older. I had to, I had to ask somebody the other day what the term ghosting meant. Because right? I feel like it's kind of new. And they explained it and I was like, wait a minute. We've always had this phenomenon. It just seems like they recently rebranded it and made it the other person's fault. Because right? before, if somebody stopped talking to you and you complained about it, it was called not taking a hint. <laughs> nice little shifting of the blame there, isn't it? It's great for you stalkers out there. You don't have to say you're a stalker anymore. You just say the Channel 2 weather lady is ghosting you. Now it's her fault that you're going through her garbage. Isn't that nice? Take it up with her, <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. Can't blame me for being confused though, because this sort of sounds like it should mean the opposite of what it means. You know, because ghosts don't ignore you. In fact, ghosts won't leave you alone. So I thought it'd be like the other other way around. I thought it'd be more like, yeah, I broke up with her a few weeks ago, but man, she's really been ghosting me since then. Every night she's out there rap rap rapping at my chamber door. She sounds like a ghost too. Uh, She's here because of unfinished business. I don't know, man. Last thing I ever want to do, if you're anything like me, last thing you ever want to do is offend anybody. You don't want to say the wrong thing, you know. But, uh, you know, you got to watch out you don't try too hard because you can overcompensate. You try too hard to be woke, you overcompensate definitely. The other day I went in this bagel shop and there's this big sign right when I walked in. It said, no racism, no homophobia, no transphobia. Please use they, them pronouns with our staff. And I was like, all right, that's easy. But I'm walking to the counter and I'm perceiving the person behind the counter as a woman. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. Use they, them. Use they, them. Remember, use they, them. She goes, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, can they make me a bagel? Can you have them make me a bagel, please? Uh, and put cream cheese on her, on them, on that bagel and uh, coffee? Uh, no cream, no sugar. She's like, you mean black? I'm like, shh. Just what kind of bagel you want? I'm like, oh, just give me a regular, normal, plain bagel. Not that the other bagels aren't normal. You take a plain bagel, put seeds on it, sesame seeds, poppy seeds. All bagels are normal is what I'm saying, no matter how you dress them up. However dresses is normal to me. Tell you what, do you have a poppy seed bagel that used to be a sesame seed bagel? Because that's better, right? Because I'm good with everything, good with anything. In fact, you know what, just give me an everything bagel. One plain, normal, anything bagel with cream cheese on her, on uh, that, and uh, coffee, no cream, no sugar black please and uh thank you I mean thank thou thank thine could you have them thank you for me I could I'm gonna kick myself in the balls and leave one minutes ago yeah I don't know man I you know I think it's important to uh, fight racism when you find it a lot of times it's the more uh, subtle forms right that could be the most insidious you know like tokenism for example but you gotta watch out for that white guy who has got one black friend right that might be his token black friend trying to make himself look not racist, you know? But these guys, they know about tokenism. They know you're not supposed to have a token black friend. So a lot of these guys will strategically go out and make a second black friend to make it look like they don't have a token black friend. But that's twice as bad if you ask me. That's two token black friends. Even worse than that, you guys, these fucking racist three black friends, okay? You're not fooling anybody, pal. I'm on to your game. I asked a friend of mine the other day, I was like, how many black friends do you have? He goes, I don't know, man. lot that's what kind of fever pitch this thing has reached this guy has totally lost count of how many black friends he has tokenism of the worst kind and I told him so too even though he's a black guy but still (laughs) I thought I could do that because like I said he's a buddy of mine okay (laughs) all right you guys thanks my name's Dan Lewis thanks
0: Dan Lewis everyone hooray that was lovely uh, Bill Ruha's on deck. But up next, put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Leon. I got he here, please, come see. Is he? I thought he was outside. No, he's not here yet. Wow, well, Bill's here. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Bill Ruha. Yay! Thank guys,
4: thank you very much. You hear me all right? All right. Thank you. I am uh, Bill Ruha, advertising copywriter by day, aspiring stand-up comic by night. We're about to play a game called Should Bill Quit His Day Job? And uh, you guys are the judges, and uh, apparently the answer is fuck no. Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day. J- get, maybe get a different night job. You know, there's honor in maybe being the janitor at Mutiny Radio, something like that. Um, I am a copywriter. One of the things a uh, copywriter does, if you don't know what a copywriter is, uh, is I, um, I write, like, TV commercials that nobody wants to see or uh, emails nobody wants to open and read, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, anything you try to ignore in your, your waking life, that's, I'm responsible for that, so I apologize. Um, one of the things I do as a copywriter is I name things, so I do, like, branding exercises, and kind of a byproduct of that is uh, when you see a name that you think doesn't work, Right, it just messes with you. Like whether you like it or not, whether whatever it is, the name doesn't work. You want to change it. For me, one of those things is QAnon. Like QAnon does not sound like what they want it to sound like. It Doesn't sound like some you know deep state, like government source, like some deep throat for the government. Like it sounds like a deep throat, but it sounds like a deep throat for like a bi curious glory hole. Like QAnon sounds like the place you would go to where you put your dick through a wall and you don't care what orifice is on the other side. Uh, another name I don't like is Proud Boys. The Proud Boys, you know, these guys who stormed the Capitol. Like, I don't think their name sounds like what they want it to sound like. Proud Boys to me sounds like the last stage of diaper your son would wear before he wears his underoos, you know? Like little Billy's 18 months and he's almost potty trained. He's in his Proud Boys. He's going to be in underwear. By the end of this month, I'm pretty sure. I'm so proud of him. Um, I'm not a uh, a Trump supporter, right? What's the Bay Area like? Didn't even get one clap for that. Okay. Uh maybe you guys are all Trump supporters. Shit. Maybe this joke won't work. Well, I'll tell you what. I I'm not a Trump supporter, but um, I I do think, um, I agreed with one thing, and that was the build a wall. And I know that's an unpopular opinion. I know people don't like that. I just think they had the wrong location for the wall. I think they should have built a wall around the MAGA states. Okay, that's Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas. So build the wall around the MAGA states, 100 feet high, put Stacey Abrams in charge, make her the governor of all four states, and then like every month you could airdrop books by like Noam Chomsky, you know, or James Baldwin. Just drop some stuff in there. Help the people out a little bit i think um you know i say that and i think well georgia they voted for biden and um you know that's great but they also voted for marjorie taylor green uh and uh i think for that reason i'm gonna say go ahead go ahead and build the wall um oh i'm almost out all right well i will awkwardly segue into something else that has nothing to do with what i just talked about about uh i'm a moody person i have mood swings I uh, deal with things disproportionately. I've been in like a car accident before and uh, my mind's really methodical in that kind of situation where um, the car went on its side and I was like, oh my God, we're, you know, are we going to die? i got to escape through the moonroof here because the car door won't open on the side. And then conversely, um, I'll do something like, uh, I don't know, step in water in my socks in my kitchen and I completely lose my shit and I look like somebody from the Lollipop Guild from the Wizard of Oz, who has Tourette's, I'm like,
5: fuck, shit,
4: Anyways, all right, that is my time. Thank you very much. You guys have been wonderful.
0: Yay, Bill Ruha, Lollipop Guild. All right, on deck is Shirin, and you're up next. Um, Put your hands together, everybody, for the very funny Helen Parker. Number four, Helen Parker.
6: Hello, I am Helen, and I'm almost 40. Yep, Uh, thank you, thank you. And I don't have kids, and uh, all of my friends have children, so, you know, I'm feeling like I'm in a strange place in my life. Like, when we were in our 20s, I felt like me and my friends were all on the same page. And then we hit our 30s, and uh, my friends started popping out babies, and I'm like, you know, it's okay, it's okay. I'm, I'm like the proxy auntie and now we're approaching our 40s and their kids are turning 10. So it's a little weird because their kids' mindsets is now lining up to my arrested, developed one. Like uh, when I am going over to their house, my friends talk about refinancing their mortgage and I'm like, cool, I'll be in the backyard making miniature houses for fairies uh, with your 10 year old. Uh, they debate about race relations and I'm like Paddington 2 was definitely better than Zootopia, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am childless and childish and uh, my face looks pretty young and uh, <laughs> oh man, to top it off oh boy, uh, last year I had a bit of a health scare, I am okay now I had breast cancer but I am now a cancer survivor, shout out to Kaiser <laughs> Permanente, hey yo <laughs> And uh, because of this, I had to get a mastectomy, which is snip, snip, removing your boobs. So not only do I have the mind of a prepubescent, I've got the body of one too. Oh my goodness. And you would think this would help push me into adulthood or something, right? But no, no, it's done the opposite effect. I am reverting into a child. I literally look like a little kid now., uh, so I think I'm just gonna lean into it, actually, you know, because I don't have to buy bras now anymore for the rest of my life, and uh, now the entire kids section at Target is an option. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you know a boy's shirt is like seven bucks? <laughs> uh, Save so much money. Uh, and looking like a little boy now, I realize I c- I can't just like travel all willy-nilly anymore. Um, I I had I had plans to go to North Korea. Yes, I did. I, I think it'd be fascinating to visit, but. Uh, I, I just heard that they're kidnapping people to make their own BTS band, their own version. And I'm a prime target. Like, I cannot go there anymore. I would be enslaved to be in a boy band, so not going there anymore. Um, the uh, Their version of BTS, uh, instead of singing about having fun with friends, they'll be singing about how the supreme leader is the only friend you need. Uh, Oh, man. One last thing about having no boobs is um, I can now hug my male friends without worrying about giving them a little bit of a boner. That's pretty great. Um, You know, a wise veteran comic told me this really good advice once, and he said, uh, she said, Always end on boobs or boner. So that's all for me. Thank you so much.
7: Yay!
6: <laughs> Helen Parker, number four, boobs and boners.
0: Uh, if you are an audience member and you just recently arrived, you have a very important job tonight. You have a list in front of you with numbers. That was just number four, Helen, and you're gonna vote for your five favorite comics, whatever that means. These, you guys are all, you guys are all real people. You guys are all. Re- you're all real people too. The, the voting slips are at the front. Um, at the front, there's the voting slips, so you want to grab those and welcome. And your next comedian is number five, everybody. Put your hands together for Sharin! Yay!
8: Um, okay, so hi, everybody. I am half Iranian and half Japanese. And Americans are very appreciative of the cultures of Iran and Japan. I've been told I'm the bomb or worth a bomb. I don't remember which. But uh, hopefully you can tell I'm American because of my needlessly straight teeth. So I grew up in San Francisco, which means I have a lot of opinions and can't afford to live in San Francisco. And we're known for a few things, you know, being rich. (laughs) Sorry, I mean expensive. Um, having a a, a tourist trap prison island, which is very romantic, and for our beautiful Golden Gate Bridge, which at one point was the suicide capital of the world. Yes, yes, give it up! Um, But we've since fallen down to number two. Thanks, China. So on the note of number two, we are number one at it. We are champions of shit. It is everywhere. We have it like confetti. But one of the things I get kind of bothered by, it's a little bit of a peeve, is when people complain about our fragrant poopery. You wanna know what San Franciscans who grew up here think? We're proud of our poops. We hope you step in it. And in fact, there's one person in the Castro who's been putting like little American flags on toothpicks on top of the dried poops. Our shit is patriotic. Um, So, (laughs) I I do, being serious though, I I am concerned that um, the city is gaslighting me a bit because in this progressive, science-loving city of San Francisco, it's apparently our policy that none of us have buttholes. Uh And you can tell because there are no public restrooms anywhere. (laughs) There is nowhere to shit. Uh, (laughs) You might have come across, actually, uh, bottles filled with lemonade, street lemonade, as we call it. Uh, Yeah, Uber, Lyft drivers just dropping those off. That is part of it. Um, So we have a lot that is just all over the place. And I'm a bit of a butthole truther, I'll admit it. But you need to leak to the press. Tell the mayor we have buttholes. It is unknown. We actually have (laughs) more—we have more billionaires in the cities than we have um, (laughs) public restrooms. This is true in this seven-mile by seven-mile city. We have 77 billionaires. Isn't that fun? No public restrooms that are 24/7. Okay, 35 of them. But um, anyway, uh, we poop outside because you know we're going to, and people are like, "Hey, stop pooping outside!" But we're not gonna. (laughs) Where are we gonna go? Um, And like. (laughs) You think we can afford homes? Like, we can't afford homes. You think we can afford bathrooms? We can't. Um, So to me, what would make more sense is if investors were actually buying up our bathrooms and renting them out, as opposed to like, I don't know, our politicians not caring. Um, Thank you. Um, So if you just imagine a chart here of (laughs) of evictions and then poops, um, you know, as the evictions go up, so too the poops, so it's just, (laughs) just just like, (laughs) as long as you can imagine. Um, So what are we gonna do about this? How can we address people pooping in dignity and also bathrooms apparently being so expensive? What takes up enough land in the city? What can we do to do this cheaply? And I thought about it. Golf courses. They are filled with holes to shit in. (laughs) 18 of them. And you can just, they have flags pointing to each of them. It's amazing. People bring their own gloves. So um, go to a shithole country club. Thank you. in everyone.
0: Yes, that was lovely. I live in the Tenderloin, and I play a game with small children. When we see a pile on the ground, I point at it, and I say, man or beast, man or beast? When it's up against a wall, it's always man fun game to play with small kids all right on deck we have brady pearson in the hole meaning after that we have lee stewart i don't know if he's here yet but right now coming up clap your hands together for number six kyle galimba oh yeah you don't get to vote i didn't know you were a comic Comics don't get to vote, only real people. Kyle Galimba! Yay! (laughs)
5: Hello, everyone. How are you doing? My name is Kyle from work. (laughs) (laughs) It's my birthday. (laughs) That's why a bunch of my friends are right here. It's the only way I could get them to come to my show is if I say it was on my birthday. So this isn't gonna match anything that I just set up, but uh, I think this joke's fun. I am so American that I didn't know there were other types of eagles. I was playing Assassin's Creed. (laughs) i was playing assassin's creed and the dude his his, the main dude he has a pet eagle and it's all brown and i was like nah that's not an eagle eagles got white heads they hang out in olive trees and give branches to the homies it's peaceful right i am so american that If I were to write my address on a website, say if I'm buying something, and United States is not the very first option, I am so annoyed. Even if I have to type United, we're still not number one. United Arab Emirates is number one. And I'm so American, I don't know where that is. (laughs) I am so American that I am not white. But I act black. And I am Asian. (laughs) I'm saying America does that. (laughs) I play the Japanese trading card game Yu-Gi-Oh! at the competitive level. In the international online platform Yu-Gi-Oh! Nexus, I play at the top 30th percentile. And I have a huge cock. Oh great! <laughs> you don't have to believe me. <laughs> so it's huge. Um, in Yu-Gi-Oh, there's there's <laughs> in Yu-Gi-Oh, there's my s- there's my field and there's your field, and we both have a deck of forty to sixty cards. Of those forty to sixty cards, you can run up to three field spell cards or four if you run terraforming, but that's a whole different thing. You guys would get that anyway. So. If I were to run a water-type deck and play a water-type field spell card, I would flood both of the fields, giving me the advantage and giving you the disadvantage. So, by playing Yu-Gi-Oh! at the competitive level, I am so American that I have taken over someone else's land for my own benefit. (laughs) That one's a little rough. Thank you. Um... That was my one minute, right? So when I was 16, I was like, hey, I bet you, (laughs) I said to myself, hey, I think it would be really cool if you did this on your 25th birthday. So do you guys, real quick, just like, this I wanted to do this since we became friends, right? So ready, one, two, three. We weren't supposed to make it past 25. Jokes on you, we're still alive. Throw your hands up in the sky, say we don't care what people say. I thought y'all would feel that a lot more, but I'm 25 today. Thank you, everyone. My name is Kyle from work. You have a wonderful weekend.
7: Woo.
0: That's Kyle Galimba. It's his birthday.
5: It's my
7: birthday.
0: It's so exciting. Um, okay, I, I wow, you share a birthday with I actually play a real game. It's called Magic: The Gathering. That's that's what that's what real dorks play is Magic. The gathering. I never played Yu-Gi-Oh. I never played the other one. If you're a real person, meaning you're not a comedian, there's pieces of paper up at the front, and what you're gonna do over tonight's show is you're going to vote for your five favorite comics that you see right now. We're coming up to number seven, so there are more pieces of paper and stuff like that. But right now, uh, he's such a funny guy, and you're gonna love him. Put your hands together, everybody, for number seven, Brady Pearson.
7: You're
9: Hey, hey, children of Earth, how are you today? What's going on? Let me put this back here. Oh my God, all that talk about buttholes and big cocks. <laughs> I, You are talking my language. <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> Whew, uh. Yeah, I mean, has anybody had a really busy, busy week of cocksucking like I have? Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Any cocksuckers? You? You? Right. right. I mean, I don't know why we're so ashamed of it. Men depend on it. Right? I mean, there's a I can't think of a single guy who would just be like, oh, no, please, don't suck my dick. <laughs> right? I mean, there's not a single guy like, I can think of. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, if I just look at that poster over there, I can make it seem like, you know, it's a woman. Yeah, I see that. I see you. I mean, I get very excited, you know, and I get existential about cock sucking sometimes, though, you know. I keep thinking, like, how many miles of dick have I sucked? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if every pass is, like, let's say on average six inches, so it's like a foot a pass, <laughs> right? How many? I mean, how many, like, I, it's got to be miles, right? I mean... <sighs> I could likely have sucked enough dick to go to the moon before Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I mean, that is so exciting. I'm hitting my life goals. You know, I mean, I'm really into this. You know, because like we're gearing up for Dory Alley, as you know, it's kind of like the Dick Olympics, right? So we get we're trying to get we're trying to get into shape, trying to get up in it. You know, trying to do the right massages, the right movement. You want to get the back straight. You know, you want to make sure you get the dip, and the pop, and you know, maybe kind of like this, this kind of like, you know, reach. We call it the, the lotus blossom. <laughs> you know, you just kind of reach up like that, and you know, pull it out. It's very exciting. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, like if, there, if I ever had to compete in, in the Dick Olympics, I would definitely get a gold medal in cocksucking. I mean, I have been practicing at it, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and I'm getting really excited and thinking about like Folsom coming up, and you know, I kind of, this is the kind of fantasy that I want to have with me and my friends, right? So we're going to do little orphan Fanny. Okay, I'll be Fanny, right, sexy, little thing. i have my little puppy, Sandy, right next to me. Be very excited. And we have Daddy Warbucks behind us. And then you guys know Punjab? Do you remember him from An- Annie? Do you remember him, anybody? The Indy, India guy with a turban. Well, we didn't know if he was a gimp, a lover. We don't know, but we'll call him the gimp. OK. And so then I wrote a little song about it. Y'all want to y'all wanna hear it? Your son will come out tomorrow. Bet he'll be our bottom, and he'll swallow all my cum. <laughs> he'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom, tomorrow, you're only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not always out, it's not always great being out there, you know, being physically active as high I've been. Because, you know, one of those moments I kind of came home and started, you know, started feeling that down there. You know what I'm talking about, gentlemen, you know, like when you start feeling that little burning down there, if you feel that? It was my first time. And, you know, if you've never had it, your best friend is now your worst enemy. The thing that you've learned to depend on for pleasure, that thing that you trust, that you've come to trust, to grab it, lives with you every second. It is ready to kill you. It shoots you so plain, you beg it for mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just something, you know, like, yeah, and then like all of a sudden you're going, and, oh, and then, you know, y- anyway, that's where I want to go with that. We're kind of done today. Thank you. I'm Brady. Thanks.
0: Brady where? Pearson. Brady's number seven. Brady was sporting a jacket that it looks like a witch made uh, in 1964. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. <laughs> Brady, you're wonderful. Clap again for Brady Pearson. Number seven all right in the hole is lee stewart but up next right now number eight clap your hands together everybody for sam leon hello
10: how you doing so i obviously just came from a date uh, with a homeless woman um I do, I do like my women skittish and unpredictable and desperate for affection. Also how I pick my uh, rescue dogs. Um, I recently uh, lost a bunch of weight, um, yeah, just got rid of fat clothes. Uh, it's been, I'm sorry, I'm a little nauseous right now and I feel vulnerable. Um, but you know, a lot of people ask me how how I lost all this weight and so quickly, and I think it's all the walking to chemotherapy um, <laughs> but uh since since i've I've lost weight, I decided you know, get back out there, start dating again, you know um, some on all that, you know uh, I'm learning a lot of stuff too. Um, Grinder isn't a date for. Looking for baristas, um, but I'm on Tinder, 23 and me. Um, I think that's more a app for rural Georgia, but um, what the hell? But you know, I'm on a plenty of fish, uh, Amazon. Um, I've been sticking with Amazon though, because you, you know if the package comes damaged, at least you can return it. Um, you know, but I am finding, you know, post-COVID, there's just like a pussy gold rush out there. I mean, and the women are wild. I, I haven't had this much anal since I was an altar boy. Um, yeah, it still counts. So, pretty much forgot the rest of what I was gonna say, but it doesn't matter. Let's talk about Bill Cosby. Um, I think that he gets a bum rap personally I think that he doesn't get enough credit he's an avid uh, I hope that was the right word to use Um, avid vegan a lot of people don't know this but he is he takes it so seriously he only fucks vegetables and I think that's it Thanks a lot,
11: guys.
10: Be a
0: good person. Go fuck a vegan. That was Sam Leon. Yay. All right. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, it looks like he's wearing a soccer jersey, which makes me happy. Right now, I believe Peru is playing Colombia. Yeah, it's uh, hey, yeah, it's um I don't it's Lee Stewart. He's next. He's got the stripedy shirt on, he's got like the Argentine or the Colombia jersey on out there. Yeah, Lee Stewart. Everybody on three, yell, uh, Lee Stewart. One, two, three. Lee Stewart. Lee Stewart! There he comes. Everybody coming to the stage right now, number nine. Put your hands together for Lee Stewart. Yeah.
7: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
12: <laughs> well, that took me by surprise. I wasn't ready at all. Um, how's everybody doing this evening? I'm. Lee Stewart I thought I was number eight apparently I'm number nine so remember that for later is what I'm saying (laughs) number nine but uh, how was everyone's pandemic did everyone have fun (laughs) I had a lot of fun Um, quarantine was good I uh, paid a lot more attention to the news you know there's a lot of controversy debates going on like uh, one one thing that caught my attention was the, the uh, Confederate statue situation, you know, like what do we do with them, do we tear them down, like what do we do, and you know me and my girlfriend were talking and she had some pretty good ideas and I had some okay ideas <laughs> about it and we thought, you know, like back in like the Cold War situation, before the Cold War, Russia decided to take all their statues and build a lovely little park. <laughs> so if you wanted to be openly racist or terrible, you could go visit these statues. Um, So I'm thinking, you know, we gather them all up. We build this park in, like, a super white place like Kansas, maybe. <laughs> Somewhere like Kansas would be good, I feel like, because there's nothing there. It's a terrible state to drive through if you've ever done it. Um, We call it, like, something like Klu Klux Disney Clan, Or, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> pay an entrance fee. Uh, but then the funnest part I was thinking was, you know, <laughs> we get to, like... Change all the the plaques. You know, we get to write our own histories on these statues for people. You know, who are openly racist and want to go see these things. They'd be like, you know, here's a statue of General Robert E. Lee. He was pegged by Ulysses S. Grant at the courthouse at Appomattox. (laughs) (laughs) What a fun thing! Uh, Imagine the reenactments. See, you didn't know where I was going, and now it all pays off. So remember, number nine. We <laughs> I'm making change here in America right now. You feel me? But then quarantine was very difficult, you know. I mean, uh, anyone from San Francisco here? I don't know. Is that a stupid question? Clap, maybe, so I know for sure. We got, like, two. <laughs> okay. Everyone else has transplants. But uh, I moved here years and years ago, and it was a great time. It was a wonderful time. But... Uh, I had my issues. I was younger. I was a little dumber. And I just came very familiar with the Tenderloin. (laughs) Know what I mean? (laughs) So I moved back to Pennsylvania, (laughs) where I'm from. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. I like you guys. You're getting better and better. I'm judging you now. (laughs) Maybe you guys are going to pay gig, you keep it up. But no, quarantine was difficult for you know a former drug addict. You know I went through a lot of phases. Uh, the first phase was relapse. <laughs> you know, and I thought my rock bottom was when I video chatted an autistic guy and he tried to make me take my pants off on camera. But it turns out it was the heroin. Um, the next phase, which you know wasn't too bad, was rehab. <laughs> that was a good one. It's a good five-star hotel, three meals a night. I mean, a day. <laughs> they don't feed you that much at night. It's, they're kind of cheap about that. <laughs> they don't want you all sugared up before you go to bed. You know, <laughs> apparently sugar's bad. But <laughs> I could have told you that if you asked. <laughs> well, then you know, uh, and now you know. I've worked myself out of this quarantine and this all these phases, and now I'm just an alcoholic. <laughs> it's much more socially acceptable. <laughs> just not to you guys (laughs) because everyone's looking at me weird but that's what happens when you start talking about heroin you know know? like who likes crack we got one (laughs) table for one for crack in the front please because I'm paranoid and I want to be close to the door (laughs) but anyway I feel like my time's about up just remember my name was Lee Stewart hopefully it will continue to be and I'm number nine
0: yay number nine lee stewart hooray huzzah heroin all right everybody be careful yeah. cool all right your next comedian um I, your next he's outside i see him there and he's actually number 11 i have to skip one because another person in here but chris are you okay to go or should we have ed rubin go can you yell out the door and say ed rubin you're next and But right now we're gonna have Chris Western, yay! Number 10. Chris, I'm gonna have you go. I see you there, Chris Western. I see you there, I see you behind the thing. Ed, I was gonna have you go in the hole, I was gonna have Chris go next, but if you can go next. Okay, yeah, everybody, put your hands together everybody for Chris Western, yay! Number 10.
2: Thanks for saying back to me, Pam. Um, how's everyone doing tonight? I just spent the day painting a house, so I'm feeling really good too. It's wearing off though. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I guess COVID's kind of over now. I'm not really excited about that, uh, but uh, I'm down just, just down to just one mask a day now. I'm dead inside. <laughs> oh, but There seems to be more people out than before COVID, Like. COVID was like a politician trying to become a president, you know, get into office and then not fulfill any of the promises. Like there's way more people than before COVID. I used, I used to go down to the park to relax, just chill out, you know, connect with nature. But now I can't go more than five minutes without someone yelling at me, hey, put your pants back on, there's kids here. I'm just trying to connect with guy and getting stressed out.
13: Well,
2: if you haven't guessed, I am a stay at home son. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as easy as it sounds, though. I have a lot of things to do. Uh, some of my duties include neck bearding, posting helpful comments on YouTube, and putting the chef in her place when she doesn't cut the crust off my sandwich. <laughs> oh, I hate that woman. <laughs> well, that's a good way to win the audience, right? Tell them I live at home and I abuse my parents, <laughs> mentally and physically. Uh, I like to hide on my dad, and when he walks by, I jump out at him, give him a little scare. You know? It's so, a g- good little jolt for the heart, you know. Keep him going. Now I know what you. Uh, I got to give him two for flinching, though, you know. <laughs> now I know. I know what you're thinking, Chris. How could you do that? You're obviously a physical specimen. You clearly own a pair of shake weights. Why would you hit your dad like that? And it's it's just nature, you know. You know the old lion grows weak, and the young kitty comes and takes what he wants. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have my own place pretty soon, though. You know, my parents can't live too much longer. Uh. Let's talk about, um, oh, Uh, goddammit. Yeah, I would never fight my dad. Um, He's more Ukrainian than me. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but those people are insane. Uh, ukrainsky, more like you crazy. Uh, That's that's just for me. Um, (laughs) uh, I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but uh, apparently my great-grandfather, nice guy. We'll call him Boris for the story. Apparently he just uh, he killed a man and fled the Ukraine. So I'm a I'm a product of murder. It's it's not it's not that bad though, right? It's kind of cool. Um, my my great grandfather Boris he uh killed a local Austrian soldier that killed uh, raped a village girl. So he killed two birds with one stone. He killed a rapist and an Austrian. <laughs> now those people are always the bad guys throughout history. If you don't believe me, let me tell you a little story about a fellow named Adolf he was a meth addict before it was cool and with his get up and go attitude he was going to change the world (laughs) world war II definitely changed the world it's definitely my top five favorite wars Uh, sometimes i watch those old documentaries and i just wonder what could have (laughs) been no i'm not racist or anything okay Uh, both my kids are mixed uh... as i say that i realize that both me and the mother of my children are white i got to go make a phone call. Um, Thank you. That was my time.
0: Yay! Chris Western! He was number 10. All right. Uh, Chris Western was number 10. We're getting a little funky on the list because it's hard for me to tell what comedians are here because they're outside and they're not checking in with me and they're being loud too, which is kind of difficult for me to run a show. But they'll all figure it out. Uh, So I don't know if John Gallagher, Nick... John Gallagher's here. Okay, fantastic. Then I'm just going to, John Gallagher, you're next. Um, not next, you're in the hole. But right now, who is next up to the stage? I haven't seen him in so long. I had the joy and wonderment of being in a play with him right before the pandemic at uh, the beginning of 2020. It was so fun. He's such a good actor, and he's such a funny guy. And I I love, he's so punny. Put your hands together, everybody, for number 11, Ed Rubin.
14: Hey everybody! My name is Ed Rubin. I'm married. Wow. (laughs) That was about my parents' reaction to that news. I think they were still getting over the surprise when I told them that I finally was putting my engineering degree to use by telling stupid, silly jokes. Um, My wife is a cat person. I am a dog. I'm a dog person. I keep telling her, she's just cooking it wrong. You gotta put it on high heat at first to sear in the juices. Now, now, my wife is actually a very good cook. She's a very good cook. She makes the best feline pie I have ever had. Oh, no, it's the cat's meow. Or what's left of it. (laughs) When <laughs> when my wife and I got married, our seven layer wedding cake, it was so beautiful. It had me in tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit about my love life, because I know you care. A little bit about my love life. My love life is like a great Russian basketball player. Nothing but NYET. Speaking of Russians, (laughs) my wife says she wants to make love, but she's just (laughs) Stalin. I know, I know, stupid. Anyway, but um, my friends just think she's putting me on. I know, I know. Uh, She decided we needed a bedroom set to enhance our relationship. So I got the lights and the video cameras. Now I just need a director and a sound guy and somebody to clap that little board, but be careful down there. (laughs) I am very sensitive. Uh, Very proud of my son. He just graduated from college, majored in oceanography. Yeah, he got a C in all of his classes. His favorite C was the Dead Sea because he likes scrolling. Yeah. Speaking of whales, I didn't realize how overweight I was until I commissioned a portrait of myself. Came back in landscape mode? I know. I really need to lose weight. They charge double for panoramas. Yeah, yeah. All right. uh, Thinking back, 2020, in hindsight, 2020 sucked, okay? I mean, people wanted to go to church, but they couldn't. I finally, I finally called the mayor of New York City. I said, hey, you gotta start spreading the new pews. Leg kick. Anyway, <laughs> that's my time. Thank you very much. You guys have been great. Here's Pam. Ed Rubin, everyone, master of dad
0: jokes wearing wearing like it looks like you look like a manager of trader joe's like i know that you do more than that with your life but you're you you're wonderful uh ed rubin everybody that was number 11 ed rubin right now we're on number 12 he's such a funny guy i've known him forever he actually had a great site set last night at milk bar uh put your hands together everybody for john gallagher John Gallagher doesn't know his number. He was 12 and it's his fault. John Gallagher. So, did someone lie to me? They said John Gallagher was here, but he's not really here? Oh, that's a super bummer. Put your hands together for your next median. Number 12, Ray Khan.
11: Yay! I'll take that. I'll take that 11 spot. That's perfectly fine. Hi, guys. What's happening? Happy Friday, everybody. What's up? This is exciting. I love being on a Friday. It's warm. A little little bit about myself. Uh, I come from a very educated family. Lots of education all over. It means a lot to us. My dad has a Ph.D. in entomology. Right, my mom's got two masters degrees, one in education, the second in special education. So if you know anything about genetics, you know that I am a huge disappointment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, a huge disappointment everybody. I could not a PhD for me, I couldn't get a PhD minus. I I am not a smart kid. When I was a kid, I spent way too much time sitting on a TV and watching the couch. Not smart, everybody. Did everybody s- Did everybody feel that earthquake a couple of days ago? Anybody feel the earthquake? No, no. Oh man, I was born and raised in San Francisco, and all my friends call me up and they're like, "Aren't you afraid of earthquakes, Ray? Don't you want to move out of San Francisco?" And I say, "Hell no." I love earthquakes, I've become a little bit of an earthquake snob lately, as a matter of fact, I'm like an unbearable wine critic when it comes to earthquakes. I'm like a seismic sommelier, if you will. Yeah, yeah, even with the smallest of quivers, I'm like, ooh, that was a quaint regional blend. Wow, oh my God, but I prefer the quivers from the the Napa Valley, yeah. Yeah, you know, earth rich and bold. Did you get to try the 1989 Loma Pierta? Did you? Did you? Oh my God, what a tectonic delight. Oh my God, I thought to myself, self, when it first started, please let this not be another Blase San Jose (laughs) Rosé. oh my god but lo and behold the loma pierce started out strong with bold oakland nose and ended with a fine smooth petaluma finish yeah 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 paired with the game three world series oh my god oh san andreas really uncorked a winner yes yes and i didn't wake up with the headache the next day hand to god hand to god uh i may uh, i married a i married a white woman i don't know why i stuttered when i said that maybe i got nervous but it's okay that was weird huh i didn't plan that stutter i swear to god that was just me anyways i married a white woman i feel better now and uh and it's cool it's great i mean you know i kind of kissed into the white privilege club it was it was it was all right anyways i got three white children yeah, they uh they all turned out with blonde hair and blue eyes, which is weird, right? You would think a dude like me would produce some brown children, but no. Apparently, my recessive genes are dominant and my dominant genes are quite recessive. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Like my kids um my kids look like the mailman's mailman. That's how bad they look. That's how close they look. It's a bummer, man. I go to the store like Trader Joe's with just my kids, and they're like, and, and I can see everybody in the store looking at their phone, checking their Amber alerts. <laughs> like, like I'm buying these groceries, people. I am buying these groceries. That is not cool. Uh, let's see. Um, I wrote a couple of things down. I have what scientists call cattywampus chromosomes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why my kids turned out white. I have um, I have what doctors describe as namby-pamby DNA. Namby-pamby DNA. And if you're thinking to yourself, Ray, that sounds like two jokes written slightly differently for effect. You're right. You're right, and I'm keeping them both. I'm keeping them both, people. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Pam. Appreciate it. Friday night. Let's do it. Yay! Ray on. You can
0: vote for Ray Khan everybody. he's number 12 number 12 Ray Khan. We're moving on to lucky number 13. I feel like I feel like a stripper uh, like I feel like Mark Noyer at the Crazy Horse bringing up the next pretty lady <laughs> person. Uh, no, it's all they're all men pretty much. Uh, your next meeting he is so funny and I did get to perform with him last night at Milk and I love everything he does. Clap your hands together for lucky number 13 John Gallagher. Yeah.
15: Hey! Wow. Hey, thank you guys. That's nice to hear. I uh, just got back from my grandpa's funeral uh, and that's cool. Don't be sad. He didn't die of COVID, but he did shoot himself in the face. Okay. <laughs> so just want to put everybody at ease, which is weird. That's a weird, that's a tension breaker, isn't it? That people are more comfortable with him shooting himself with two shotgun barrels in his mouth and just blowing him up than getting ravaged by a pandemic. But, uh, so no, this is the thing though. He, I found out his proposal story to my grandma and it was actually kind of romantic, but like, you, know, you heard the story and it kind of makes you think, because like now we have to like, I, I just had a four year anniversary with my, like, my girlfriend and it's like, you kind of have to work hard. You kind of got to keep things interesting. You know, you got to like keep things cool even though you got rent control and all that stuff, locking you fucking together, you know, when you live together. Uh, you know, it's, there's, there's that, those little burdens, but you still got to be, you know, play ball. And it's like, it, it, things I feel like in some ways used to be a little bit easier, you know? Like So they're, they're telling the story of his proposal, and my grandma's telling it, and getting super worked up, and she's like, and then dawn, it was the most romantic day of our life. Like, he never opened up like this, because he was a quiet guy. He's like, he got so emotional, and he took me to dinner, and he sat me down, and he reached his hand across the table, and he touched my hand, and he goes... Margaret, would you move to Cleveland, Ohio with me? And she was like, Yes! Because this is the most romantic thing he had ever done. And they were married for 50 years and he died. And that's all it took was a fucking one way ticket to Cleveland, Ohio, locked that pussy up. Four kids later, and she's like, I fucking, I'm in, baby. It just is like grandma selling the selling the stuff a little bit low, you know what I mean? going to get a little bit better self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. They didn't even have LeBron yet. <laughs> he wasn't even there. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, me and my girlfriend, uh, we fucking uh, we we tortured each other because like you know it's like. We made each other watch movies that we know the other one would hate, you know? So it's like I made her watch like the Judge Dredd remake. And she's like, fuck, I hate this. And I was like, and then she's like, well, I'll get you. So she made me watch the notebook, you know? And I was like, that's fair. Because what am I gonna do? Go outside and die of a disease? And I'll just I'll stay inside and get fatter, you know. So so the thing is like it actually turned against her. Because I'm watching the notebook and I'm like, I fucking actually love this movie. <laughs> is that weird? I don't know. Like I like that movie a lot. Because here's the thing is you get pitched. I'd never seen it, right? And you get pitched that the notebook is a girl's movie, and you watch it, you're like, this is a fucking dude's movie all around. This is a dude's rock anthem in a lot of ways, I'd say. It's more for dudes than ladies in a lot of ways. Because here's what's the central thesis of the notebook. It's that a man will tell a lie to a woman for years (laughs) just to get pussy. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the that's the thesis of that whole movie like he's like sit like this old man this ugly old man sits down with this fucking dementia bitch you know and he's just like and you don't even know what he's reading you don't know if that's any of it's real because he's like i'm telling you the stories of our life and the first line is oh i'm ryan gosling and you're like what no no i see your vagina neck having old man you're ugly as shit he's like no i was ryan gosling and i was i worked in a lumber mill i was super hot and you were you were okay and then uh you cheated on me and i was a war hero And you felt bad, but I fucked so good and was so cool that you came back. And, yeah, and that's it. Bye. You're like, what? These are are clearly lies. Like, all this is just such bullshit. They never show you what he's reading because he's not fucking reading anything. He's just looking at, like, a family circus cartoon or something, you know, and just just making shit up. Just thinking about it. I was like, yeah, this is all the cool stuff. Like, everything that Ryan Gosling does in that movie is the weirdest like boomer fantasy, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's like there's a scene where they're on a date and then they cut away for five seconds and he's just tap dancing with a black child for no reason. Then they just move on to everything else. They're like what the fuck is this? <laughs> like what what is they gonna address that at all? It's like he's like no, I'm really going okay. Like if you he's. Like, he fucking learns poetry to, like, to stop his stutter. Like, all the shit that happens in that movie is, like, shit Joe Biden talked about when he was running for president, you know? Like, if if he threw in hot rods and stealing music from black people, this would be the most, uh, like, just boomer fucking wet dream, you know? And, like, you're sitting there, and he's like, I have to read her this story every single day. He reads the story of her life every fucking day so she can get five minutes back. It's like, is this... This seems a little bit about you, right? This isn't, she's not going to remember fucking anything. And you're like, no, I have to get her to remember for five minutes so she can validate me before going back to the darkness, you know?
16: Anyway,
0: that's it. Bye. John Gallagher, everyone. A scintillating breakdown of The Notebook. Number 13, John Gallagher. Uh, your next comedian, he's so funny. Put your hands together for
17: number 14, Camuel
0: Baldwin. Yay! Yay!
17: That is fucking hilarious. Alright, you guys. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I've been drinking before I came up here, so I'm a little ripped. So like fucking bear with me, please. Please bear with me. Alright, so I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um I don't say anything unless um, like I don't I don't bullshit about anything. I don't say anything unless I can like back it up. So when I tell you guys this, like knows the truth. I am a fucking natural at sex. Like, I'm, I, I'm I'm, like, I'm basically, I'm, I'm amazing at fucking sex. Like, you know, like when you learn like a, a new fucking skill and there's like a, a learning curve you have to have to get better at it. No, fuck that. I am the curve. Like, that's how good I am at fucking sex. Like, so like everybody had a first time, right? Like my first time, I didn't tell the girl I was a virgin. So like we were on the phone later that night and uh, I tell her like, yo, I got a confession to make. You know I'm saying? That was my first time I was a virgin. And she's like, No, really? I'm like, no, you're lying. I am like, No, yeah, I was a virgin. So then I asked her like how was it? She's like, Oh, it was good. Like it was very good. And then when I'm when I'm talking to her, I like, um, she asked me like, So how was it for you? And I'd be like, uh, to be honest with you, like it was kinda loose. It was kinda loose. But then she's like, Well what, what what do you mean it was kind of loose? Like, that's your first time having sex, like, like and I was like, Okay, thinking about it. Like yeah, that's my first time. Like I don't know if it was loose. Like I'm 31 years old now, and hindsight 2020. Like that shit was fucking loose, cause I'm a a fucking natural at sex. I fucking knew. I fucking knew that shit. (laughs) So, so like we're on the phone talking that night. I had sex with her and I confessed it to her. And then you're right, Pam. Okay. And then um. And I'm confessing to her, and she goes like, yeah, it was it was good and whatnot. And then she's like, I, I knew something was up. Like, you knew like what are you talking about? You knew something was up. Like I knew something was up because your dick was so smooth. Like like my dick was so smooth. What the fuck does that mean? Like, the first thought that came into my mind was like, so how many rough dick motherfuckers have you been fucking if my dick is so smooth? Like, who like how how many women out here are getting like holes bored into them <laughs> by fucking sandpaper grid like graded fucking penises? Like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like and then like, I, and then I, I like I know I'm good at sex. And then like with COVID open, like going down and like people going to bars and shit. Like I see like guys, like like creepy guys, like hitting on fucking women and whatnot. Like you know the type of creepy guys that like just hang around and like linger around groups of fucking women. And I'm like, and as I'm observing them, I'm thinking like, okay, they legitimately like think that she doesn't like you because you're not standing close enough to her is that what you're thinking like you you're not close enough to her that's why she doesn't fucking like you and like i, I know it's it's kind of like being a natural of fucking sex like i know like if they don't if they don't practice at sex even if they were to get a woman and get to a relationship like the fr- that the woman's going to fucking leave them cuz you can find the most perfect fucking guy like any girl can find the most perfect fucking guy but if his dick is lame like that's not that relationship is not going to fucking last so so I'm, I'm looking at these fucking guys, and I'm thinking like, okay, man, like, all you gotta do is really is like dress dress better, you know what I'm saying? Like smell good. Um uh, find find something like interesting that when you when you speak, people don't think you're a fucking dumbass. You know what I'm saying? And like and like find a way to make bitches laugh, you know, cause bitches like to laugh, you know what I'm saying? So so with that being said, right, like like i when I say bitches, like, I don't mean, like, just all women as referred refer to bitches. Like, I mean, bitches. You know what I'm talking about. Like, bitches. So, with that being said, like, I can't recall the first time, like, I knew that I liked women. But I can rec- I can definitely remember to the day when I knew I definitely didn't like fucking dick. Like, it was one day I was at the fucking pool wearing fucking short shorts. And then I saw, like, my, one of my friends. They were having, like, like, a group conversation. And then, like, what, like, he ended up like, bumping into me, and like, for some reason, like, our dicks touched. And like, my brain oh, went off, like, no, I do not like that. I do not like that. But it was, like, weird, because, like, I said it in, like, a British accent in my head, and it was, like, weird for me, because, like, it was kind of like an out-of-body experience. Because when he said it, like, no, I don't like that. Like, I answered, too, like, no, I do not like that at all. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like that. All right. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Camuel, I have no idea what that set was about,
0: but I'll probably listen back. Uh, all right, that was number 14, Camuel Baldwin, yay. He's good at sex, I guess. That was a da P, da-na-na-na, the more you know, like, I guess you should have given your number at the end of that or something. Your next comedian, we have a girl, a lady. Oh, exciting. Yeah, um, I believe she's outside. I saw her Corella de hair. Put your hands together, everybody, for number 15, Sarah Raimi, yay!
18: There's a girl! Hell yeah! Wow, there is a decided lack of estrogen in here. That was not a lie. Wow, okay, cool. Uh, So, uh, fellas, I'm single! Yay! I've, uh, I've been single a really long time. I have been single since 2009. Yeah, that is the year Michael Jackson died. So it's been, it's been a while since either of us touched anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> being single is really hard though, because I feel like uh, I'm always getting this misplaced advice. Like people are always saying to me, love comes when you stop looking for it. <laughs> what? Like, love is the only thing that people will tell you not to look for but still expect you to find. That's crazy. Like, if I have a buddy that's unemployed, I can't be like, hey, hey, buddy, you just got to stop looking so hard, you know? (laughs) Let me tell you how I found my job. (laughs) You know, I had completely given up on interviewing. Right, Burned all of my resumes. I was just sitting at home in my underwear, eating room temperature rice with my hands, spreading butter on it. And that's when it happened. The phone rang. It was the recruiter. She dialed the wrong number. I answered, and the rest is history. I've been, uh, I've been on her health insurance ever since. <sighs> It's crazy. I also don't think I'm well-suited to being single. Like, I'm not enjoying any of the perks, right? Like, I don't even like casual sex that much, you know? Everyone is dead silent. You're like, cannot relate to this content, you know? But the way I see it, it's like any guy will come on my chest. I'm looking for a guy who wants to come in my heart. (laughs) You know, I, uh, so I don't have a lot of sex. <laughs> but, like, I still catch a few dicks here just to make sure she doesn't close up shop. Um, but, like, I've never had HPV. Thank you. Uh, that's, like, 80% of the population, by the way. So I'm a fucking unicorn. Just rare and horny. <laughs> I, uh, I've never had an abortion. I know. And I feel pressured to do it while I still can. <laughs> you know, it's like my biological and political clock is ticking, <laughs> but uh, I do masturbate because I'm a feminist. The um, problem is my taste in vibrators is not that different than my taste in men. I like them cheap, aggressive, and lasting no more than three months, <laughs> which for all the men in here equals a very loud fucking vibrator. Um, So what I do is I I hold a pillow over to muffle the sound so my neighbor doesn't hear me through the wall. Um, But it took me a few years to realize the pillow I was using was my Nicolas Cage pillow. Why do I have a Nicolas Cage pillow? Uh, Unimportant. What is important is it has his face on both sides. (laughs) So while he is buried in my national treasure, (laughs) he is still maintaining eye contact. (laughs) Just the perfect man. You know, Here's the problem though, when you have an orgasm, you release oxytocin, the love hormone, and you start to develop a bond with the thing that made you come. And I have been looking into Nicolas Cage's eyes for years. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not that love comes when you stop looking for it. <sighs> love comes when you do. <laughs> Thanks guys, I'm Sarah Ranney. <laughs> Yay! Number 15, Sarah Remy. Oh my
0: God, are they the same picture of him on both sides? Oh, yeah, oh no, they should be different. Okay. Uh, hey, it's okay. I don't like Nick Cage. <laughs> so that's fine. Only in leaving Las Vegas where he's the super drunk. That one, super hot. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for number 16, the right reverend brother, Love.
7: Yay! A room of gamblers out of missing shows so let's do that again. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen? I know sometimes late at night I feel a little stress in my heart. I know sometimes at night I feel worried what will happen to my soul. And I get down on my knees and I picture Christ coming. Suddenly a little life is off my heart. Yes, I get down on my knees and I picture Christ's righteous goodness falling all over my face when it comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. What will Christ Jesus look like when it comes? I said, what will Christ Jesus look like when it comes? mm May- ten minutes and I'm gonna come Just give me another ten minutes and I'm gonna come But I know that ain't my law Cause I know Christ Jesus, he's gonna come again And when he does, oh when he does I know just what I'll sing As the fire and brimstone all falls I it's true, judgment has come for all Yes, I know just where it is, I'll be on that day. As the angels all gather around and eternal judgment is found, yes, I know just what it is. That
0: was the right Reverend Brother Love, uh, aka Gnome Band, number 16. All right, we're moving right along. Hey, remember people who are are actual non-comedians and have souls and are real people. You're going to vote for your five favorites, and those people are going to get booked on a paid show, Mutiny Radio, in the next couple weeks. Your next comedian, he's actually tomorrow night at the Comedy Edge, and it's going to be amazing. Clap your hands together, everybody, for number 17, Aaron Sampson.
16: I can't compete with that guy just there. Fucking harmonica. Shit, man. I'm 45 years old, but my wife says I act like a big kid, though. I still do play harmonica. I read Mad Magazine. I write her love notes with my poo-poo. Am I the only one here? Come on, guys. I got three kids. My first two are girls, and my third is a prick. <laughs> I love my prick, I do. He loves the color orange so much that he won't let anyone else interact with the color. Like the other day, we passed a construction site, and he's out there picking up all the orange cones, yelling at the workers, take off your jacket! We're like, he loves orange. <laughs> Better do what he says. <laughs> Makes it easier that way, it does. All my kids have inspired me, though. They really have. When you have kids, they will inspire you. My girls inspired me to be more kind and present. My son inspired me to get a vasectomy. (laughs) I just wish I didn't get it on Groupon. (laughs) That was a bad idea. Because only one of my nuts shoots blanks. (laughs) At least I got half off. That's good. <laughs> I do love half off, I do. Uh, I do have the best wife in the world though, but she's a psycho therapist. She's a psychotherapist. She's always trying to psychotherapize me. Like the other day, she's ordering a pizza online and at checkout she wasn't using a promo code. You know those boxes you gotta fill out, you get a big discount? So I got upset, I'm like, how do you gotta use a promo code. She says, you have the freedom to choose how you react. So I chose to react like a German cyber hacker, like, we must find the code! Find the code! (laughs) I told her, promo codes are my love language, baby. So she said, this bra is half off. I'm like, yeah! I love you. She gets me. She does. As you can tell, I'm not a perfect husband, guys. I'm not as great as she is. I space out a lot. I don't clean up. Uh, When I pee, I sometimes miss my wife's mouth. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't miss. (laughs) That deserved a little harmonica right there. little harmonica. Give me that ukulele guy. What the fuck? Oh, man. She wrote that joke, by the way. So she's the only one that's allowed to get pissed. I am the worst gift giver, though. I am terrible at it. I bought her yoga pants the other day. She was disappointed I bought her a large. I said, honey, I'll return it. I'll get you a medium. She says, that's not the point. You thought I was a large. So I said, you have the freedom to choose. So she chose me extra small condoms. They fit really good for me. They're tailored, perfect for my half nut. I love him. I love him. So I used to be a child actor, believe it or not. I know, it's hard to believe. I was a cute kid before I went through Juberty. <laughs> I had a two-inch nose spurt, just kept growing and growing. So I was 11, I got my SAG card. Fortunately, I played Tom Hanks' wife's son. Unfortunately, that was the highlight of a 20-year acting career because dad would not share the box of chocolates. Hank's a lot. Oh, but a lot of people say acting's like a game, Aaron. you got to be willing to play the game. If acting was a game, I'd throw my headshot on the table and yell, uno, bitch!" I'd trap the other actors and say, checkmate, fool. Some casting director says, what's wrong with his nose? I say, dominoes! That's how I play that game. that's my time, thank you!
0: All right. (laughs) Aaron Sampson, he has enough enthusiasm for the both of us. (laughs) That was number 17, Aaron Sampson. All right, number 18, coming up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pat Miller, yay!
7: I'm pretty sure that I'm not racist
19: as long as being scared doesn't count um I I, I don't know guys I, I just um I get nervous I get nervous when I'm around Australians I think it's the accent I think it's the accent it' just always um... It makes everything sound friendly, but I know. I know they don't always want to be friends. They don't. They don't. The other day I thought I was just having like a casual cordial chat with an Aussie. Yeah, I was getting robbed. I was getting robbed. <laughs> I'm just walking down the street, this dude pops out, "Oh mate, see you're on a bit of a walkabout. Why not show me your wallet? <laughs> yeah, just pop it out for a bit of a look. Oh, looks like you actually have plenty of cash." Probably enough to take me on a romantic date, and uh, then I actually had a lovely night on the town um, with Mr. Hugh Jackman. So I got robbed and made a friend. It kind of worked out pretty well. Um, anyone ever been whitewater rafting? You ever put your life in the hands of a random homeless boat person? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Raft guides amaze me. You guys, have you? Did you see where they live? Like. Apparently these guys don't need a house or a van. They just live in the forest, (laughs) sleeping on a plank in a home made of poison oak. It's amazing. My raft guide uh, was Hobart. And uh, I said, Hobart, um, you making a good living out here? Hobart looks me in the eyes. He says, it's not about making a living, mate. It's about living a lifestyle. Dude, wow, that, that idea didn't make any sense, it didn't, but it blew me away, like this guy, this guy chose a lifestyle he loves instead of health insurance, you know, raft guiding without health insurance, that's like shark diving without a cage, you know, while you're on your period, that's, that's dangerous shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. This guy said it with such conviction, though. Like, I, I think it would make any career sound cool. You know? Ah, I might. Look, look. I know there's money out there. I know in, in the tech world, I know those hot tech babes are making money. But I'm looking for a lifestyle where I get to kidnap dogs. I just want to kidnap dogs and take some toddlers to the grocery store. It's the lifestyle for me. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm sorry about that, guys. That's just some lifestyle stuff I've been thinking about. Contact me for some, uh, you know, professional career coaching if you need some ideas later. Um, <laughs> so that's when I decide that I'm gonna become a rafting guide. Uh, after this, conference, this is like jokes aside, true story. I drove out to uh, the American River past Sacramento to become a rafting guide. I went to this raft guide training camp. I pull up to this place and uh, I run into this lady. And this lady greets me. She says, oh, hi sir, yeah, welcome to rafting. Um, this is a sunshine heavy activity and you are very pale. <laughs> she said it like I didn't know. Like she, like, I don't know, am I, is this molting season? And am I a crab? I don't know, what's happening? Like she just assumed I don't have a shower hose connected to a five gallon tub of copper tone. And that's just basic little Irish boy equipment, you know? So ignorant, so, but you know what, forget this lady. You know, I've been through some stuff, guys. Don't worry about me, I can handle it, okay? I've seen some things. I've pooped out of Wendy's. There was no bidet! I figure if I made it out of that Wendy's, I can handle this rafting thing, okay? You know, maybe I'm a little too pale, sure. Maybe I'm racist. Either way, whitewater rafting is about to get whiter. That's my time, thank you guys, I'm Pat Miller.
0: Pat Miller, everyone, number 18. All right, we've got plenty of time, so we're moving into the wait list. So um, the way it's gonna go is I know Mike Bucci's here, he's gonna be up next, and Adam Close, I think Dan's here, Dan, Breton, and then Sam. And then we'll finish it out with Yoshi. And uh, Nick didn't show up, so he moves down to the end of the list. Um, but right now, everybody put your hands together for Mike Bucci. Yay!
20: Fuck yeah. What's up, Mutiny? It's good to be back post pandemic. Yes. So uh, I'm Mike Bucci. That's Bucci with one eye. <laughs> It's fucked up because Bucci's also got two C's in it. Yeah. This is fun today. We got a good looking crowd in here. What's up, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, it's fucked up. I just had my tenth eye surgery. Uh shout out UCSF. Uh unfortunately, you know, this this patch is gonna be a, a permanent thing now. So uh we're making the most of it, you know, it uh it's not easy uh going through uh some of these eye problems and things, right? I uh I hate this, man, because I got some new stuff. Sometimes I forget my jokes, but I got a cheat sheet. Here we go. (laughs) All right, there we go. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Um, No, you know what? It's it's definitely been a challenge. I think, uh, oh, shit, look, working new stuff on the mic, and I totally spaced it because fucking Brother Love gave me PTSD over here. (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I'm like. Dude, I'm a fucking atheist. Stop looking at me like, damn, I'm not going to give you a amen or a fucking hallelujah. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, give you a Xanax. God damn. Uh, So, okay, you know what? You know what? We're going to skip some of the I stuff. I'm going to go straight to some of the juicy shit. Uh, uh <laughs> So, you guys are going to love this. Uh, I'm actually the vice mayor of Newark, California. Let that, I know. I know, right? I didn't say it earlier, because everybody was talking shit about the politicians, so I figured I'd wait until the end, but, uh, no, listen, don't hold it against me, I'm not that kind of politician, right, I'm the kind of politician they name a continuation high school after, you guys, okay, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Mike Bucci Memorial Sewage Treatment Center, right, <laughs> or, fuck, you guys, no, I'm out here, I'm out here striving for a dog park, you guys, it's fucking, that's the fucking truth, I don't know if you guys know nope. this or not, but, uh, it is not a popular time to be a politician, right? Uh, I was at the crosswalk with my kid not too long ago and this car comes up and they're like, hey, council member Bucci, went, how you guys doing? They're like,
7: fuck you!
20: It's like, great, hey, appreciate the support, right? My daughter looks at me and is like, why is grandma so mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, not to pat myself on the back too much here, but I do own a few records in town, right? Uh, the most four to one losses ever, right? <laughs> Uh, the most motions that never got a second, and the most email complaints to the mayor about me. So, you know, I'm fucking, ha- I'm holding it down down there in Newark, you guys. Uh, <laughs> because of those records, you guys may recognize my name from such thing as the uh, local next door app, where a wonderful woman by the name of Soccer Mom 23 said, and I quote, uh, Mike Bucci is the biggest dick to ever serve in the city of Newark. While I appreciated her vote of confidence, I think my wife would disagree. (laughs) I'll tell you guys, it's not all doom and gloom though, right? There are uh, uh, a few uh, benefits, okay? First of all, uh, when I go to a house party with my friends and the cops show up, they always let me answer the door, right, so that's good. Then there's the whole uh, assassination thing, right? There's a silver lining, someone takes me out, I get assassinated, not like you basic-ass, boring murder victims. (laughs) I'm going to keep it real as fuck with you guys. If someone comes in right now and shoots this whole room up, I'm the only one making the news, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucks, fucked up, huh? All right, well, I, I heard the horn, Someone I'm going to tell you guys this because, you know, it's been a year. We haven't really got to see our friends and family, and it's been a little bummer, and I really learned something this last year. Uh, since you never know when you might see your friends and your people again, never miss an opportunity to ask them about that money they owe you. All right, fellas, Hey, vote for Bucci. <laughs> Yay. number 19 everybody
0: Mike Bucci with one eye clever as fuck alright number 20 put your hands together for Adam Close Adam 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 Close yay. after Adam is Dan then Sam just so we know where we are Adam Close everybody yay
21: it's true give it up for me it's true I'm Adam Close My Instagram handle is Adam from Genesis. It comes, it's a Bible joke. (laughs) It's because my whole life people have been like, hey, Adam, where's Eve? If you've ever said that to someone, go fuck yourself. Because the answer to where's Eve is she's dead. It's 2021. She fucking died. I'm from Milpitas. I've never even been to the Bible. Uh... Recently I was on the street and I saw a tandem of Mormon missionaries riding their bicycles this way. And then on the other side of the street, I saw a different tandem of Mormon missionaries riding their bicycles this way. And I was like, your elders need to communicate better. (laughs) Because if there's missionary work that needs to be done over there, and there's missionary work that needs to be done over there, Why am I fucking this dude doggy style? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I just made that up right now. I'm just kidding. That's not how that joke goes. I'm just kidding, guys. Oh, man. I live in Hayward. It's the barrio. I know it's the barrio because we have free-range chihuahuas. (laughs) Uh, My neighbor's girlfriend has a license plate frame that says, only God can judge me. And I disagree with that, (laughs) fundamentally. Because judging by how sticky her kid is, uh, she's a terrible mom. (laughs) And I'm definitely not God. I'm just some dude that works at Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) I do work at Outback, I know you're jealous. It's, it's, all, it's, it's not all tears. Uh, you know, I get to listen to people and eavesdrop for content. Like this one dude, I heard him arguing. He was like, no, America has the best meth. Like, yo, what kind of vacations are you taking, dude? This is the opposite of R&R. You're just tweaking on the beach, dude? Come on. I heard this one guy bragging to these ladies. He was like, uh, he was an older gentleman. He was like, I haven't had pink eye in over 10 years. <laughs> but he was like 57 years old. He was like, dude, you had shit in your eye in your late 40s? That's not good. Don't bring these nice women to Outback and brag to them about it. This is a fucking sizzler. <laughs> mm, thanks, Pam. Uh, you ever have a friend that loses a bunch of weight, and you're like, hey man, how'd you lose all that weight? And they're like, oh, I just started walking. And you're like, you weren't walking before? You lazy piece of shit. You gotta walk, dude. <laughs> Trust me, you got to walk. All right, um, just shout out to old people, dude. How was Elvis even a fucking thing? Bam, bam, that's all he did, bam, bam. He couldn't sing or dance, bam, bam. He was the king? That was your king, Ed? Bam, That's fucking racist, dude. Elvis? All right, my name's been Adam Close, man. Give it up for me. Adam Close, everyone, number 20.
0: Number twenty, Adam Close. supposedly he had a dildo in his in his thing, too, and so it was all fake, and it was like down to his knee, and you can watch. That's why they started on the Ed Sullivan show only showing people from the um from the chest up because he was dancing. and supposedly it looked like he had a huge dick that was down to his knee. but it was a it was a fake. He had a fake dick. Nobody knows these things. Does anybody read? None of you read. God damn it. you're um Dan, Dan Britton is here yeah. Dan, is he outside? Is Dan here? Dan! Dan. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britain! Yay! What's up, y'all?
22: What's up, y'all? Okay, so, um, happy, um, I guess Pride Month is over now, right? So, during Pride Month, I live right up the street from El Rio. I was walking past El Rio, and El Rio had a lesbian Pride party. Let's hear it for the Lesbian Pride Party, come on. So I'm walking past that, I'm walking past that, there was a woman out there who had a shirt that I thought said Supreme. It had the Supreme logo, but instead of Supreme, it just said sperm. And I was like, nothing says Lesbian Pride Party like that fucking shirt. <laughs> um, you know, this time last year we were all, I was marching fo- through the mission for, uh, for George Floyd. And I, uh, I remember a slogan that came out of that, ACAB, written all over the city. I've had about a year to think about it now, and I now have my own slogan, it's called AMMAD, and it means all meter maids are douchebags. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of uh, advertisements lately for like, do you wanna join the sheriff's department? I wonder what the advertisement is for the meter maid thing. It's like, do your parents and your spouse call you an insatiable cunt? every day? Do you normally lack empathy when other people plead to you for mercy? Do you love taking away somebody else's entire working day wage over some minor bullshit? You should apply to SFMTA. And then there's the guy, they always bring on a veteran. Hi, my name is Dick Shaft. I'm a 32-year veteran of the SFMTA. I just came back from a 14-month vacation on the taxpayer's dollar. Would you like to join us in fucking over other citizens? Apply now for our open positions. I used to live in France, which was uh, lovely. I love the French. They get a bad rap, you know? Everybody thinks that they're just rude, but no, they're just like New Yorkers, you know? They just don't cater to your bullshit. That's really it. And uh, I've just always wondered what confession would be like to a French priest. (laughs) It's like, Father, I'm sorry I have sinned. (sighs) What did you do, my son? (laughs) Sorry, Father, I was touching myself last night. (sighs) You are a fucking pussy! You're telling me you could not resist the temptation of double D titties. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that joke is terrible. <laughs> I knew a kid growing up. Uh, one of his, his, uh, his friends, Mick Jagger, was his stepdad. And I've, just, I've always wondered, like, how could anybody have a relationship with Mick Jagger? It's like, you're watching a horror film with him and he's like, Oh no! Don't go into that fucking door! (laughs) And imagine having like a relationship argument with them. It's like, how dare you say that I'm not committed? I'm
7: doing fucking all for you,
22: babe! (laughs) My name's Dan Brayton, good night.
7: Hey! Wow!
0: Wow, hooray for number 21, Dan Britton. That was super exciting. So we have one last comedian in the contest, and then we're gonna have an awesome set by a visiting comedian from out of town. Oh, Nick, you showed up, so you'll get a set. It's okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, But right now, put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll, yay!
13: What kind of crowd is this? I haven't been paying attention. Is this a competition? How hard should I try? Do you guys see the fireworks? Anyone see the fireworks? I like fireworks. I like it when they go boom. It's my favorite part (laughs) when that happens. (laughs) My second favorite part is right before the boom. Uh, Third favorite part, watching my girlfriend clean up my dog's diarrhea. (laughs) Fourth favorite part, probably blaming the diarrhea on the dog. I actually got arrested two summers ago by a crooked cop. He wasn't a, he wasn't a bad guy, he just had scoliosis, but <laughs> what happened was I had diarrhea in a public jacuzzi, and the only reason I got caught was there was a diarrhea-sensing chemical in the jacuzzi that upon sensing the diarrhea, it turned brown. <laughs> it's just a, let's put the poop stuff up at the top. Breaking you guys in. Breaking you guys in, it's very bright in here. I like to do comedy in bright spaces. I think uh, comedy's a lot like showering with your dad. It's better when the lights are low. And mom's <laughs> not in the room. I got a good dad, I almost never saw his penis. I uh, uh, mean, finish, uh, erect is what I meant to say. almost never saw his penis erect. He was a good daddy. he taught me he got lots of good lessons. I remember one day he sat me down on his lap. I was 16, he said, son, don't do crack a lot. So I've been microdosing crack. <laughs> f- I do it for creative reasons. It helps me with stand-up. Like I wrote that joke about microdosing crack. That's So far, that's it, though. More to come. More to come. Anyways, I got a good dad. Got a good mom. She was a teen mom. It was hard for her, you know? She was only 16 when she adopted me. I went home for Mother's Day. I got my mom a Brazilian wax candle. It's made from the pubic hair of my maternal grandmother. I had it inscribed, Ocean Breeze, Low Tide. I'm just kidding, I didn't get her a gift. Never get my mom a fucking gift, you kidding me? She's my mom. I went home with my sister, and neither of us got her any gifts, and she's like, that's okay. I don't want any gifts. The only gift I want is the gift of my children to make me grandchildren. And we told her mom, if we do that, they're going to come out fucked up to get it because I'm going to be fucking my sister. (laughs) I got five sisters. They all hate that joke. One time, one of my sisters was in the audience while I did that joke. She came up to me after. She's like, I hate that joke. That joke sucks. Don't do that joke anymore. I'm like, relax, Quasimodo. That one's not about you. You're hideous. Never have sex with you. You kidding me? Nasty, nasty, nasty woman. what was what she is, that's what I told her right after, right after, right after I said that to her. That's what I told her. (laughs) I like to think I'm a pretty good guy though, you know. Every Sunday I'll go around and take the parking tickets off people's cars. (laughs) Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says, nothing valuable inside. (laughs) Before COVID, I was a masseuse. Then COVID comes around Everybody buys these electric back massagers. They don't want massagers anymore. They don't want the sensual touch of a human hand upon their flesh, you know? They want they want robots. And it's not, it's not that I'm mad a robot took my job. I'm mad he fucked my wife. <laughs> I miss my wife. She had a body like an hourglass. Big feet and a big fucking head. All right, that's it.
0: Number 22, Sam Carroll. Okay, we have one last co- comedian in the contest, and then um, you're all gonna vote. If you're a real person and you're not a comic and you're still here, and it's I mean, if there's only a couple judges, we'll figure it out. Uh, but you're gonna you're gonna vote and stuff um, when uh, this visiting comic's gonna be doing a thing. But right now, put your hands together for your final comedian of the night, number 23 in the contest, Nick Hulk.
7: Yay! Hey.
23: Right on. Thank you. So, sometimes I feel like I'm propelled through life by fear. Even doing something like this, that some people think is brave. This is not brave. This is just two fears battling it out. I'm afraid of this, but I am marginally more afraid of becoming the dad who gave up on his dreams. No one wants to be that dad. My poor child. Dad, can I do my science homework? No son of mine is gonna be a scientist. Now you get in your room, you grab that mic stand your mom and I bought you, and you make strangers laugh. <laughs> Good son, use those tears. Great comedy comes from childhood trauma. I uh, recently discovered what Finsta is. I don't know if people know. I was, felt like I was behind the times. It's fake Instagram, if you don't know. And it's where people can post like scandalous stuff that they don't share on their normal Instagram. So I saw this girl's finsta that I know, and she posted just a video panning over some candles that ended on her vibrator and said, manifesting good vibes and orgasms. Some like sexual seance. So I made a finsta, and my first post, it just pans over some candles and ends on my calloused hand with a crusty sock, (laughs) manifesting that nut. Sorry, it's gross. Um, I, uh, reached my, my tech bro pinnacle a month ago. I used Postmates to get condoms delivered to my house. And, thanks. And really, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't expecting it. It had been a very slow COVID. I invited a group of people over to my house to play Mario Kart. I had no idea my Yoshi first place wins would be so seductive. And... I was hooking up with a girl, it was like midnight. I didn't have condoms. My roommate constantly brings up that he has Magnum condoms and I didn't want to put a sleeping bag on my dick, so I postmated them. And uh, it took like two hours for them to get there. And my buddy, who's a bit more of like a bro than me, was like, dude, I would have just tried to fuck her. I'm like, hmm, I've made that mistake before. Gonorrhea me once. Shame on me. <laughs> gonorrhea me twice. Also shame on me. But three times it's not going to happen. Three is where I draw the line. Everyone has goals. Mine in college was apparently to get a super strain of gonorrhea <laughs> named after me. But I've learned. Slowly. Uh, so yeah, they finally showed up. I scamper down like it was Christmas morn. Brought him back in the room. She had long since fallen asleep, so I just f- shook her awake. They're here. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. I just like pretended to be asleep, smacked her with a pillow, I was like, oh, "You're up. The condoms are here." <laughs> um, yeah, sex always felt a little awkward to me. Like even from the the initial discoveries, like when I was learning how to masturbate. I didn't have a computer at the time, no porn, so it was just a process of trial and error, I had no guidebook. And my first successful attempt, I was in the bathroom and I had wrapped my dick in toilet paper, because that was the latest variable I was introducing into the equation. Uh, Went up and down a couple times, achieved liftoff, it was great, but the problem was that I thought toilet paper was an essential part of the process. So every day over the next year, I'm going to the bathroom making these dick mummies, which given the current toilet paper shortage seems especially wasteful. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys.
0: Nick, Hulk, everyone, number 23. That's so funny. When I was a kid, my mom used to get so mad at me because I would use the toilet paper and tape to make dresses for my Barbie dolls and she'd get so mad at me she'd be like, you're wasting toilet paper and tape and I was like, I'm being creative anyways I know, yeah, you were jacking off I was making beautiful gowns for my friends alright, that's So, that's the end of the official, official show. All the, but all all of your, if you're a real person, meaning you're not a comedian, you get to vote for your top five people and you're gonna bring those into this room to me. But while that's happening, we have a special visiting comedian. He's from LA and he's incredible and it's exciting that he's here. So, he's just gonna be doing a big old long set while we're counting votes and shit. We'll let you know at the end who wins and loses. No, he's a real person. No, that's Creek. No, that's Creek. Jonathan Creek, Creek, Jonathan. His real name's Dawson, but I call him Creek because Dawson's Creek, he didn't even know what Dawson's Creek was. (laughs) Pacey. Okay, your last comedian of the night, just he's going to entertain us for a while. And all you comedians outside, come in because you don't know his jokes, and he's from LA. Put your hands together, everybody, for Yoshi So! Yay!
24: Oh my God. Thank you guys so, so much. Super excited to be here. Uh, I'm not from L.A., I'm actually from Atlanta. Okay. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I want to make sure that I represent the South real quick. Uh, and from the South, so I'd like to bring a little hip-hop to you guys, so if you guys just don't mind vibing real quick, just like go with it. All right? Side to side. When I say
21: Allah, you say Akbar, Allah, Allah.
24: <laughs> it usually doesn't work in the South, but I appreciate y'all, San Francisco. Y'all killed that. Thank y'all. <laughs> Speaking of immigrants, my parents aren't proud of me. Anybody have those motivational speakers at the house? Yeah. My parents aren't proud of me the same way black people aren't proud of Kanye West. Yeah, you one of us, but we are not happy about it. Because uh, yeah. I recently told my father that I was doing a comedy. And he's like, "Ah, uh-uh. you are telling me you want to make people laugh. Joke, joke, ha, ha, he, he, is this what you want to do? As you guys can tell, my father's Irish. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, he's not Irish, he's just an asshole for not believing in my American dreams. Uh, my father's like super African. He's like, I'm African-American. My father's like African. <coughs> African. Uh, <laughs> he is super duper African. Just so you guys know, I'm not like your 35 cents a day African. I'm more like that African that hits you up on email. <laughs> Hello. My name is Prince Hakim. And I have this bank account. Uh, So thank you guys from the 90s who had Hotmail accounts. You're looking at the prints you sponsored. Appreciate you guys. (laughs) No, but I'm figuring it out, man. I'm a 40-year-old immigrant man who's still trying to figure shit out. Recent thing I'm starting to figure out is uh, I live in the suburbs, and recently as a black man, it's hard. And it's hard being a black man in this country, but I figured out a nice little black hack of how not to get yeah, yeah, black hack, yeah, the black guy liked that one. Uh, nice little black hat- hack on how not to get pulled over in the suburbs. Uh, it's called a minivan, guys. Uh, it's called a motherfucking minivan. That's how you don't get fucking pulled over. Because you know what I've never heard? Get out the motherfucking car of the motherfucking Honda Odyssey, bitch. Uh, you've never heard a cop say that shit on none of the videos. Uh, they don't do that there, there's a reason because like minivans are like kryptonite to cops you know what i'm saying like they've never seen a minivan in a drive-by you imagine a drive-by you're going through and then a dude has to like wait for that sliding door to come out before he fucking shoots or some shit it's like get get that fool sucker like we're uh, just gonna have to wait till this shit closes back up <laughs> I'm just saying, I just, I just realized that like, when I was out in the suburbs, like, my wife, I have two cars. Right? I have a sports car and I have a minivan. My wife's like, oh, why don't you take the sports car? I'm like, bitch, I could do 90 on the motherfucking freeway and no one bats an eye. But here's the thing, right? Because even when I get pulled over, you know what I do? I play Frozen on the DVD <laughs> at absolute loud volume. That's how you don't get shot, people. I'm not a threatening man. i become a soccer mom, bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Cops like, freeze. I'm like, too late. (laughs) No, but it's cool, though. I'm also figuring out some shit about myself uh, because of this crazy-ass pandemic, I've been watching way too much daytime television. I don't know about you guys, too much television. So much television that I now want to get Uh <laughs> And I don't know if you guys, like, I want to get it so bad because I don't know what the fuck it is. That should just sound sexy as fuck, you know what I mean? Like, at first I thought it was a venereal disease. Uh, and then I looked it up, it's something out as, about a, asbestos. Then I looked that shit up, it's something about fiber. And then I Google Fiber, and that's $99 a month. So (laughs) that's where it stops. (laughs) No, but I am figuring out myself. uh, Most recent thing I'm figuring out about myself is uh, I'm, like, used to my own lifestyle. My wife recently unretired me from being a trophy husband. I'm going to let you guys simmer simmer on that for a little bit. Like, she was a doctor, and then she gave all that up to be a life coach. <sighs> Guys. Guys. Life coaches for poor people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just was not used to it. You know what I mean? Like I got so used to the lifestyle and now she's helping and changing lives. Come no. Like I'm I, I know that doesn't come off like I'm grateful, but Pay a bill, like any bill. I'll, like Pay a Netflix bill with your life coaching, like, but it doesn't happen. It's all good. I'm still working on that joke, so I appreciate the honest feedback. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate the honest feedback. <laughs> no, uh, I am working on myself. Anybody here been working on themselves? Yeah. Uh, recently been working on myself. Um, I've uh, been watching the show on Netflix called Marie Kondo Tidying Up. You guys seen this show? Yeah, the ladies know. The, the fellas, you guys are going to find out about this show. It's a simple concept. This is a little Asian lady. She comes in your house. She becomes one with your house. And she goes in your house, and she just, like, just feels it out, right? And then she goes in your closet. She gets something out. And then you hold it up, and then you ask yourself, does this bring me joy? And if it does not bring you joy, you get rid of it. I'm like, fuck yeah. Simple concept, so I went in my closet got something out. It's like does this bring me joy, and now they're up for adoption because I can't <laughs> stand these goddamn kids uh, <laughs> These motherfuckers are just too much Too much and here's the thing like I've got mixed kids too uh, There's nothing wrong with mixed mixed kids. They just don't give you